Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Tuesday, October 2. That means it's my little nephew's birthday. He's one year old today. Wow. Which wow, is the coolest. Wow. Can you believe that? I know. It's crazy, crazy. Wow. Um, welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Jafet de Oliveira. And I'm the uh, proud aunt of the nephew whose yeah, birthday is today. I know. It's crazy. It's amazing. Time flies by. Mm. Uh, let's uh, pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, just uh, thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to read your word again. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to be able to reflect, uh, to take some time as we are right now, and uh, just to pause in the scripture to be able to listen to uh, the inspiration that Paul had through the power of the Spirit uh, speaking to him. May it actually uh, reignite in us a passion and desire to know you more. We ask this in Jesus' most beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Romans 10 from the message. Yep. MSG. <laughs> and here's a great subtitle, Israel Reduced to Religion. Believe me, friends, all I want for Israel is what's best for Israel, salvation, nothing less. I want it with all my heart and pray to God for it all the time. I readily admit that the Jews are impressively energetic regarding God, but they're doing everything exactly backward. <laughs> they don't seem to realize that this comprehensive setting things right that is salvation is God's business and a most flourishing business it is. Right across the street, they set up their own salvation shops and noisily hawk their wares. After all these years of refusing to really deal with God in his terms, insisting instead on making their own deals, they have nothing to show for it. The earlier revelation was intended simply to get us ready for the Messiah, who then puts everything right for those who trust him to do it. Moses wrote that anyone who insists on using the law code to live right before God soon discovers it's not so easy— every detail of life regulated by fine print. But trusting God to shape the right living in us is a different story. No precarious climb up to heaven to recruit the Messiah. No dangerous descent into hell to rescue the Messiah. So what exactly was Moses saying? The word that saves is right here, as near as the tongue in your mouth, as close as the heart in your chest. It's the word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and set things right for us. This is the core of our preaching. Say the welcoming word to God, Jesus is my master, embracing body and soul, God's work of doing in us what he did in raising Jesus from the dead. That's it. You're not doing anything. You're simply calling out to God, trusting him to do it for you. That's salvation. With your whole being, you embrace God, setting things right, and then you say it right out loud. God has set everything right between him and me. Scripture reassures us. No one who trusts God like this, heart and soul, will ever regret it. It's exactly the same no matter what a person's religious background may be. The same God for all of us, acting the same incredibly generous way to everyone who calls out for help. Everyone who calls, help God, gets help. But how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? That's why scripture exclaims, A sight to take your breath away, grand processions of people, telling all the good things of God. But not everybody is ready for this, ready to see and hear and act. Isaiah asked what we all ask at one time or another. Does anyone care, God? Is anyone listening and believing a word of it? 
The point is, before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. But haven't there been plenty of opportunities for Israel to listen and understand what's going on? Plenty, I'd say. Preachers' voices have gone round the world. Their message to earth seven seas. So the big question is, why didn't Israel understand that she had no corner on this message? Moses had it right when he predicted, when you see God reach out to those you consider your inferiors, outsiders, you'll become insanely jealous. When you see God reach out to people you think are religiously stupid, you'll throw temper tantrums. Isaiah dared to speak out these words of God. People found and welcomed me who never, who never so much as looked for me, and I found and welcomed people who had never even asked about me. Then he capped it with a damning indictment. Day after day after day, I beckoned Israel with open arms and got nothing for my trouble but cold shoulders and icy stares. Mm. That is a that's an interesting addition, uh, paraphrase of the passage there. Mm. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. There was one phrase that I really loved inside of that I, I marked up actually as you were reading it, and uh, it's this one here. It's found in verse twelve at the end of it, where he says, "And God has set everything right between him and me." Mm. When he says, I think it says here, "That salvation with your whole being, you embrace God, setting things right, and then you say it right out loud." <laughs> God has set everything right between him and me. I, I kind of like that one. And that's the same verse that uh, in the English translation, uh, the ESV basically says, for there is no distinction, uh, sorry, uh, verse 12, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Um, no, that's not right. It's verse 12 here, bestowing the riches of all who call on him. Um, is that it? Yes. For the same Lord is I Lord, bestowing know. his riches on all who call on him. I'm trying to find the, okay. the parallel in, uh, in ah, verse right. 12 of the translation. Because you know mm-hmm. here it doesn't mark up a verse. Yeah. He kind of like saying. phrases it all together um, and uh, then kind of like jumbles it all up. But uh, I like that. I like it. So he's trying to explain what salvation looks like. That's kind of good. All right. Our question for today uh, is here, and this is the question. Um, how has the conversation of heaven, hell, and the law of God shaped your faith? How has the conversation of heaven, hell, and the law of God shaped your faith? You know, I have never really talked about hell uh, at all. Um, so I don't really talk about hell because my view of hell uh, it doesn't... Uh, really hold that there is an eternal hell. Uh, I don't see the Bible as teaching that, so I don't have a, a view in that way. Yeah, I haven't spent a lot of time worrying about heaven and hell. Um, I think Jennifer wrote about the movie Hell and Mr. Fudge, and I met the maker of that film when I was down in Australia. Oh, yeah. It's a good film, yeah, about this guy who he worked really hard to get rid of the idea of eternal hell within his church. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That's pretty nice. I think... I mean, I didn't grow up with that as a belief. So, yeah, I would say it hasn't massively, you know, having that fear and stuff. I could, I've Although met I lots sometimes of have who... thought, okay, the, the fact that I don't believe in it has no bearing on the reality one way or the other. That's a fairly sobering thought. I mean, like there could be a hell without my having to believe in it one way or the other. There yeah. can be anything. So I've you met know. many people who I met many people who really do believe in hell mm. and heaven uh, and and the law in, in in some kind of fashion that actually see the in, an interrelation between all those and uh, and interconnectedness that actually causes them to behave in a particular way or react in a particular way. But it's often uh, fear. 
uh, more yeah. than anything else. And, um, and I don't like uh, living in that space and I don't see God as calling us into a space of fear. I don't see the Bible as calling us into a space of fear. Yeah, I don't understand the point of living a, a fear-driven life. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's an easy thing to end up doing, but I don't see why we would be created for that purpose. Yeah. Or what the point I, of that would be like. I, I mean, I even think, you know, the law of God and questions of sin, you know, people are constantly wondering about whether some behavior that they do or whatever is it sinful. And I was telling you this the other day that my answer to that question would be yes, whatever you do is sinful. It's not a it's not a helpful question. So a better question would be how can you live within whatever it is that you're doing in ways that are of maximum benefit to yourself and other people and that do as little harm as possible. Because yeah, whatever you're doing is sinful. Hmm. You live in sin. So, but how can you, okay, I your sexuality is sinful, I, so is mine, so I, is the guy down the street, so I is that... I do not believe that everything we do is everything sinful. Everything that we do is sinful because we are sinful. I do but not believe But not everything that. we do is equally damaging. <laughs> I do not believe that everything we do is sinful, but uh, that's all right. I it, believe some things we do is. is a sin and some things we well, don't do. Well, I think do. that thinking about it that way allows you to put that question aside. There's no point in thinking about that question. It's a dumb, it's not a helpful question. It's a dumb question, okay. it Thank you. The only um, useful question is how can you live through the choices that you make in the way that is the you best? You know, I was taught that actually all helpful. questions are valuable and uh, and that all questions are worthwhile being entertained. No, they're um, not. <laughs> not all questions are valuable. Some questions are a waste of time that spin you in circles and that have no purpose. Uh, I mean, you can. Some questions are questions for a very young child to ask. Uh, oh. And that later on, they're not helpful. They don't get you yeah. anywhere. That's true. That is true. Uh, some questions are, are for a young child to ask, but then so they I'm are still saying, valuable think, for that child. I think the law of God, I guess, I, if, if what we're talking about is the Ten Commandments, I don't see that as a massively helpful guide for my whole life. I mean, we've talked about this before because most people have a pretty easy time following the majority of the Ten Commandments. I think the key is majority, So you majority, kind of have to right? go beyond that. I think most people probably follow all of them. Uh, most of it. I think that's the issue is that most and majority are the two words. And that's what Paul I kind guess. of... I guess you could spend your time worrying about whether or not you're following the last commandment that you're... There's debate as to whether other people think you're following it or not. <laughs> you, could, you could do that. But I'm just thinking, are there other things that you could be trying to do also in your life that maybe go a step beyond just the bare minimum of, you know, I'm following the law? I don't think Paul was trying. I don't think Paul. I don't think. I don't think Paul was trying to uh, accentuate that. I'm that's sure a low that bar. Paul was not trying to do that. Yeah. I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not casting aspersions on our friend Paul. <laughs> our brother Paul. Mm. All right. So um, coming back to our question here, uh, because our time is like well past it. Uh, how oh, has the conversation of heaven, hell, and the law of God shaped your faith? Uh, think about that. Uh, talk to your friends about that. Uh, look after each other. Live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.